You're listening to Hump Day News and Rumors on Mousecapades Radio. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. and I'm here with Stephanie, Sarah, and Miranda. We hope that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 742, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. If you're looking to book a trip, we would be glad to help. Just text Sarah, Vicki, or me, Stephanie, at 636-373-4497 or email us at yourstorytravel.com and we'd be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your resort and ticket package, so contact one of us today. So I'm sure you guys saw this, even if you didn't see the whole story. Oh, I did. It's unfolded throughout the week. And um, the first thing I had already put it down because I because I was going out of town, I'd already started as soon as news was coming out that we didn't talk about. I started doing the the um, whatever you call it, the script for the week and everything. And I saw this and I had to go back and add too as the more has been revealed. So literally every day I feel like something else has come out. But Gina sent it to me and she goes, you know that crazy we were all talking about last week? Well, guess what? Crazy's back. I don't think that it's going away. It's just the saddest part to me at all. But anyways, this week, Magic Kingdom, Orlando, it ended up that it was two parties of people, two separate families. Um, And originally they said that it was outside Peter Pan's flight, which kind of, if you look, I could see why people thought that, but it was actually outside Mickey's PhilharMagic. These families were getting in the line. One family was already in line, and um, I'm guessing grandma, and I could be wrong, but whoever, someone from one of the families, left their phone in the scooter. And as we've told you, too many thieves, you can't leave like expensive things in there. So she went to get her phone. Plus I'm sure it was in the sun and you don't want your phone in the sun. So she went out of the line to get the phone. Well, when she came back in, she just was trying to excuse herself up to her family, which we all know from being in the parks, that happens. People do it all the time. People do it more than one person excusing themselves up. This was one poor lady. So anyways, she gets past, well, they like, bump into her or shove into her or whatever. I, I heard both ways, whatever it was, there was physical contact of some kind at that point. So they get into Mickey's Magic and never think anything else about it until they leave Mickey's Magic and the other families waiting for them. So they begin shouting at each other. Hold on. So the other family, like you said, grandma had left and came back. So I read that it was not the person who was in the scooter, but a different family member went to get the phone and bring it back to... See, there's so many stories. But yeah, I don't know. That's the version I read. And as she was coming back in line, someone from the other family pushed her. And then that family who pushed her waited for them outside. Yeah. So they were looking for mischief. But they all had the same shirts on. Yes. Oh, the red shirts. I think they had on red pants. They were white shirts. Okay, white shirts, red pants. I just remember there was some sort of red. So it escalates to pushing, shoving, hair pulling, shirts getting ripped. And then the next thing you know, people are throwing punches. So there are people like 
I'm sure because you guys saw it too, just on social media, just taking this. And one lady that was taking it said, where is security? Well, finally security got there and we didn't know all the deal at first, but now we do. So two of them had to be hospitalized because of the facial interaction between the punches or whatever went on. It could have been just from the shoving, who knows, but they had to go to the hospital. And one of them, or two, both of them had to stay overnight, from what I understand. They were hospitals overnight. Everybody else in the family had bruises on their body. Ridiculous, by the way. But the other family was banned. Well, they had a two-week. These people got some money, people, because they had a two-week reservation for the Riviera. Wow. So when they were banned, <laughs> they thought they just met from the parks. And so then they went and asked and they're like no when you're banned from disney you're banned from disney that means everything disney springs the resort and um they said if you feel that this is not right then you need to take it up with um the company themselves you'll have to go through the disney offices or whatever so i didn't hear if you guys did you feel free to throw in i did not hear if they went ahead and granted them to stay on the resort property even though they weren't going to be able to go to the parks i'm not sure um but one of them, I'm trying to remember, was arrested. Yeah, somebody was arrested. I do know that. So I'm guessing the family with the red and white, they're the family that got banned? That's the family that had the Riviera. So yeah, I'm guessing so too. And who got hospitalized? Was anybody in their family hospitalized or was it the other family? I know I understood that it was the other family. Again, what Sarah's saying, she's she heard a different person got the phone, which would make more sense to me because who would send grandma back to go get her phone if she needed a scooter? Yeah, that's true. So that does make more sense. Again, I, I've read and saw so many videos, easily six or seven videos and five or six articles as this is like unfolded just during this week, but it's crazy. So, and I heard the pushing thing happened in line. I didn't hear it was to go get the phone, but when I heard there was pushing, I figured it was the other family. Like, you know, maybe they, as, as the one was going back to get the phone, turned around to come back. Somebody starts bad mouthing like the, um, this person. And then they got frustrated and pushed the family with the red and white and then went to join their family. And I figured that's why the family with red and white was staying after to look for them. Like, okay, then I, you just disrespected somebody in my family. Now I'm going to get you back. But hearing that it was all like the initial push and then waiting afterwards, like no wonder they got banned. I feel like there's, we're missing some detail. I don't know. Oh, I'm sure a word was said or something like some, somebody yelled something mean or mm -hmm. it's just hard for me to contemplate. I'm going to wait outside this ride to get back at this person because it's just so far out of, <laughs> out of, you know, my normal. It's not even a ride. They had a whole show to sit there and cool off. Who's going to fight over Philhar magic? I mean, right. come on. In the middle of Fantasyland where you have yes. all these other small children, like there was no <laughs> adult that was like, we should take this back to the hotel or like we should take this to the parking lot. Like no yeah. one. I mean, and honestly, if someone in my family said, hey, like, I want to wait and get back at this person, I'd be like, don't be an idiot. Yep. Come here. We're going to do this. I mean, we are at Disney World, folks. We are not at a bar. This yep. is not bar fight type thing. Was there not a sane soul in that family to make them think logically and calmly? I mean, 
something's missing. This is, ex but this is exactly why Stephanie and I see what we see in the classroom. Yes. This is what's being seen at home. Oh, that person touched me. It doesn't matter if they bumped them on the way to the bathroom and it was an accident. Mm -hmm. You should fight them. This is the way that we handle our problems. We do not talk things over. But um, I know that one of the articles specifically interviewed somebody from Disney and they said they wanted guests to know, please, if you see something and you don't see a cast member see it right away, please tell a, find a cast member and tell them because usually you can find a cast member within mm -hmm. 12 feet of you. Yeah. Tell them we need you to get somebody up here because that had gone on for a little bit. And I feel like they're right. I feel like security could have gotten there quicker. Um, that's not to say that it wouldn't have happened or, but maybe somebody didn't have to go to the hospital. I don't know. But that was just something general announcement that they said, please, if you see this. So I thought, well, we should say this because definitely we keep hearing more and more. In fact, I think today Gina sent me another one, but I, I was already ready for tonight. So we'll just save that lovely, crazy story for next week. Oh boy. Come on, people. Just... Be kind, mm -hmm. <laughs> love one another. It's called the golden rule or ignore them. Treat others as you wish to be treated. If only people could just follow it. I feel like we should carry a sign around, you know? Have a nice day. And then on the other side, treat others the way you want to be treated. <laughs> and just flip it back and forth. We talked about that. Um, I don't know if we talked about this last week or not. So if we did, I'm sorry. But the little girl that I told you had to have a DAS pass. And so every time that she would roll up to a ride, they would say, can you um, can you transfer? Can you transfer? And I remember that when I had to use the um, electronic vehicle too. And so I said, too bad we should have made you a Mickey Mouse hand that said, I can transfer. And you could have just held it up because she said before they would even say anything, she would roll up and she'd say, I can transfer before. And she said, I just got tired of saying it. Mm. And um so I said, well, hopefully you will not have to go back to Disney on an electronic vehicle again. Hopefully we've got your knee all fixed now. But uh, yeah. So yeah, we just all need signs. And then I don't know. We'll probably just tick people off more. Probably. We're, we're going to end up the, the ones getting hit. I'm like, they're like, <laughs> yeah. I'll show you kindness. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like my fist in your face. Oh, boy. Okay, let's. Let's have a happy story. <laughs> it's like a happy, weird story. It is weird. Um, <laughs> so weird. Over in California, Disneyland, the Jungle Cruise underwent some changes um, that were quite interesting. Last week, when guests saw the water, they noticed it wasn't the normal color it should be. Guys, it was cotton candy pink. I don't know about you, but like I would have loved to have been there and seen this. This would have been amazing. Um, people started rumors of like, well, why is the water so pink? Some said maybe it's a gender reveal. My favorite, it must be the blood from a magical creature. So, come on, people. Really? See, I would have said this. It was like an algae bloom or something <laughs> due to the extreme hot weather. Well, Disney revealed that it was actually just pink from a water treatment, so nothing exciting. <laughs> it seems <laughs> that certain parts of Disneyland Jungle Cruise underwent some water treatment, which turned the water this cotton candy pink color. According to Disney officials, no guests were in boats when the actual water treatment was happening, so it was safe, um, but made it quite interesting. I have to say that would be a really cool gender reveal, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, you've seen everything crazy. I mean, to the point that we there's been deadly gender reveals last year mm-hmm. um, because somebody was trying to hold fireworks and do it, and it didn't. It backfired literally. And so that would be like an innocent one, and the water could just go back to its disgusting kind. Hmm. So the story that I'm about to share with you is probably in the realm of one of my worst nightmares because <laughs> I was sorry. quite I was quite scarred as a child when I watched the movie Outbreak for the first time. Um, and I don't really care for this animal at all. <laughs> so on Wednesday, a monkey was loose in Disney's Animal Kingdom. Yes, a monkey. Cast members were seen ushering guests away from what appeared to be a monkey. It is a regular occurrence that guests get to get up close and personal with animals, but on this day, the monkey apparently escaped from his enclosure. Apparently, guests also saw cast members using a butterfly net to capture the monkey and corral him until guests were out of the way. I didn't realize a butterfly net could catch a monkey. Yeah, it must have been a a tiny one, just like the one in Outbreak. So, if you haven't seen that movie, and you don't like viruses and monkeys, it might not be something that you want to see. (laughs) So, um, yes, if I had been there, and there was a monkey on the loose, I would have grabbed my children and ran away. I would have been trying to get it, like, I've got some peanuts, I've got a banana. (laughs) Peanuts, that's an elephant. What am I, I talking thought there about? was something blocking those monkeys from getting out. Because I've always wondered that. What monkey was it? In the animal kingdom, the ones that are up in the trees. They could go wherever they wanted to go. And this guy just felt brave that day. Like, those guys are brave and they have no fear. And they're smart. There is no way a butterfly net is taking that <laughs> monkey anywhere. Well, is it like the giant butterfly net that uh, they are giant Pooh ones, yeah. uses in Epcot? Pooh, yeah, that Pooh uses. Yeah, yeah it's like that one. All right, we have to move on because I can't talk about monkeys anymore. Okay. Don't you like Curious George, though? Eh. I mean, he's a cartoon, so he's okay. See, that's how I am with frogs. I like cartoon frogs. It's the flesh and blood monkey. <laughs> Someone needs to like make that into a comic, just this monkey escaping. <laughs> monkey on the loose. So this was fun. Um, Mark Hamill, so our Luke Skywalker from Star Wars, who's also had a bunch of other roles. Anyways, he had a cameo in um, Thor Love and Thunder. So he's in the movie for only a few seconds. Um, when Chris Hemsworth's Thor is at New Asgard, he's about to leave. Um, there's a crowd surrounding the ship and that they're going to uh, go leave on. So in that crowd of people, you can find Mark Hamill front and center in what looks to be blue pajamas with white stripes. Um, it's so it's such a quick scene. You got you blink and you miss it. So Marvel and Star Wars fans were the ones who were able to capture this. Um, they tried to dig up some screenshots and even asked Mark Hamill himself on Twitter. He eventually confessed to it by posting a picture of himself. I thought that was cool, though. Yeah, very cool. Luke Skywalker lives on. Now he's moved <laughs> to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So Animal Kingdom's Expedition Everest is set to go back under construction. And the way that we found that out was that Disney 
just applied for another permit for some construction. However, the permit didn't give us any details about what is going to be going on there. I know that they had a snake problem. We didn't really report too much on that other than I think we talked about a picture that we all saw with the snake like peering over the wall. And I'm like, yeah, not going on that ride until they oh. do some grass cutting. But there was apparently a snake issue there. Yeah. Um, because I think it was one of the, I don't want to say which vlogger, but one of the vloggers that I watched, I'm pretty sure they talked about there was a snake infestation when they were doing the work before when it was closed. But apparently they must be going to do something bigger than that because they had to get a permit. Uh, we know nothing at this point. We know that it's not a rumor because there was a permit involved. However, we don't know what the details are or when anything's going to happen. But as soon as we find out, we will share it with the listeners. Um, I'm freaking out now about this. <laughs> the snake infestation. I know. Yuck. I'd be freaking out if Everest was overrun with monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> it has a Yeti, which kind of looks like a big monkey. Yeah. Oh, gosh. He's not real, though. This is true. He does not carry disease. <laughs> I just watched a quick video of the monkey loose, and you can't see it, but it is that exhibit. And it's funny because everybody just kind of pulled their strollers and their kids over and they're like watching, hoping to get close to it. That would be me. Sarah would be like <laughs> two kids in each <laughs> arm, like running, screaming. Yeah. Yep. She's in the parking lot. <laughs> Stephanie's trying to get pictures. Yeah. I'm like, go stand up here. Mommy's going to get a picture of you with the monkey. <laughs> nope. All right, so guests have been speaking out that they feel like Disney isn't caring for their rides like they have in the past. We've kind of hit on that a couple times as well. Over at Disneyland, it's a small world and Pirates of the Caribbean are two of the most popular rides, even though they aren't the newest rides in the park, which means these rides need more regular maintenance. So some guests have become very vocal about caring for the rides. Here's what one guest had to say so infuriated at the lack of maintenance for It's a Small World. So many of the animatronics are not working or only partially working. A good 60% of them aren't functioning properly. It's so disappointing and frustrating to see such a beautiful ride in this state. Many guests commented on this post agreeing. Here was one of the posts. The user at Tiger wasp 03 brought up the issue with money saying for a company that's charging an extra 15 dollars per day for faster access to a lot of rides those rides need a lot of work twitter user at g burn ash said that this issue is prevalent everywhere not just on those two attractions or even the disneyland resort it's not just it's a small world it's splash mountain rise of resistance and so many other rides and attraction it's a growing problem across all of walt disney world it's really sad um because i do agree they're upping their prices they're charging us for things that they used to not charge us for so where's that money going because it should be to the upkeep of these in that 20 million dollar raise our bonus for signing the three-year contract ridiculous yeah it is it's sad when you only you know my family goes once every couple of years and so that's probably more than most people some people go once in a lifetime and if you go and the rides aren't working, it's just kind of sad. Well, over at Walt Disney World, I think it was, because I have a client there right now, and it was the day after she went to Hollywood Studios, thank goodness, because I saw posted, Hollywood Studios opened 
I want to say maybe it was Friday or I think it was Saturday. And a good majority of their big rides were not working. They all had temporary clothes. It was Rise of Resistance. Oh, there no. was Tower of Terror. There was Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, Slinky Dog. I mean, like anything you wanted to ride, you couldn't. That's what happened to us the first day we were at Hollywood Studios at Christmas. That's horrible. Joey's like, you do realize that this is most of the rides. You need to be doing something. That's right. why he ended up staying to ride Rise of the Resistance at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. Because he couldn't even get in line to do it because it wasn't even working. Well, and then the rest of the day that messed up the wait times for everything. Right. Because people still wanted to ride those rides. <laughs> so like Rise of the Resistance had like a 295 minute wait. I'm sure. Jeez. <laughs> they have to... I mean, honor um boarding groups or lightning lanes lightning lanes yeah that back everything up i kept wanting to say fast passes i wish it was fast passes no i know so do we all um so in anaheim disneyland space mountain has joined the list of rides that are experiencing technical difficulties so we'll stay in the same vein as our previous story Lately, we reported that Splash Mountain and parts of the Caribbean are having blatant issues. Now another guest claims to have had an odd experience on board Space Mountain at Disneyland Park. The guest rode Space Mountain last week in silence. That would be kind of weird, I think, without the iconic soundtrack. And they had this to say, honestly, the ride seems scary with the clanks and thuds, thud sounds around you. Um... Another guest said that they experienced similar issues and were allowed to ride again. So we found this interesting because last week we shared with you all that we thought safety and other areas at Disney weren't at the forefront of the company's mind. So I I think if we keep seeing stories like this, (laughs) that's probably the case. This happened to us in Walt Disney World on our last trip in uh, March when we were with the in-laws. We rode in silence, and then at the very end, as you get to the gate, like the music was blaring again, and it was like the last note. And we were like, "That was dramatic." <laughs> was it weird though? I don't know that I want to hear the clinking and clanking. I've rode it many times without the soundtrack, and it's so to me, it's just like normal at this point. Okay. I'm not excusing this. I don't think that's okay, especially for Disneyland. Disneyland is like it's it's a different ride when you don't have the music going. You've been on it multiple times without the soundtrack? I've heard, I've been on it a couple of times without the soundtrack. Wow. Yeah. This isn't the first time I'm hearing about this, but Disney's got to step it up. That's not. Yeah, they do. Well, I think the whole whole point is we are continually paying more to visit the parks and the quality is dropping tremendously. Right. So where's the money going? I'm fine. It's just like the same thing with... um, Timeshares. So my mom's timeshare money is a lot. And now keep in mind, we can go pretty much anywhere, even in the world. There are other places we can go. They just cost more points. Um, But the place that she originated from is in really poor shape. It's 25 years old. I get that because we got it when Kayla was a baby. But it's like they're not really taking care of it. So we have to wear shoes around or mop the floor when we get there. Those are things that should be being taken care of just by general housekeeping. And I feel like they're like, ah, these are the old ones. Nobody really cares about these anyway. So we'll just do the bare minimum. And yes, I know everybody was having a problem with hiring people, but they weren't even complaining about that. (laughs) They were just saying, oh yeah, we are having those cleaned. And I'm like, 
You want to come see the floor? We just walked on it with our socks on and they're black. Yeah. Right. And so when you pay $4,500 a year in maintenance fees, when you go there, you don't want to have to mop the floor before you use it. We vacuum when we're there and stuff if we make a mess, but not when you just walked in, you shouldn't have to do that. It's not your home. I don't know, just weird. I just feel like there's a, there's a disconnect somewhere that wasn't before. I think Paycheck isn't doing his job. There's that guy, Josh Giamaro. I don't think he's keeping up with stuff. And as the head honcho, I feel like you need to come in and reevaluate who's in charge of the parks. You need to reevaluate who's in charge of Walt Disney World. You need to get a handle on that and figure out if changes mm -hmm. need to be made. Because if this guy isn't walking around the way Walt did when he was, you need someone who's in the park, who's physically there, who can listen to people's issues, who can ride the rides and go through those experiences in order to be in charge of the park. And I saw this in an article this week, Miranda. I know that when Iger was in charge, Damaro was walking around those parks because mm -hmm. we, sometimes the vloggers would see them or they would ride a ride with them. Uh, mm -hmm. Apparently, he's not been in the parks very much lately. And they, they said he's not any better. Well, if he's not being held accountable, then why would he be in the parks? So they said that, yes, they blame Bob Chapik for some of it. But a lot of people are not happy that Josh Damaro is holding, not holding up to what he was doing either before. Not not a good situation so nope. so pivoting out of the parks a little bit um marvel fans were showered with gifts at san diego, san diego comic-con this weekend so while my personal favorite part and bias highlight was the final trailer dropping for she hulk the official mic drop happened when kevin feige announced that black panther 2 wakanda forever will be the final feature film of phase four we'll discuss um, marvel black panther in a little bit so Series-wise, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special will be the last Disney Plus installment for the face. So this started up with uh, Black Widow. It will end with the special and the feature film Wakanda Forever. This feels really fast <laughs> for a Marvel face. So the phase five timeline can be found online. Just Google phase five and an official image will come up. But Kevin Feige confirmed that phase five will open with Ant-Man 3 Quantumania on February 17th, 2023. Secret Invasion is set to release spring of 2023. This one's um, a, probably the next big, huge Marvel feature. You're going to have all of, you know, you're going to have Nick Fury. You're going to have Yelena. You're going to have everyone coming back for this one. Um, and then the third Guardians film will be coming to us in May of 2020. Series-wise, Echo and Loki season two will be coming out next summer to Disney+. Plus. We do not yet have release dates for either of those. Here's the weird one. On July 28th, 2023, fans will finally get to see Kamala Khan, aka Ms. Marvel, aka Aman Villani, meet her idol Carol Danvers, played by the ever-popular Brie Larson. There are some rumors already circling about this one that Marvel could give the Marvels a musical aspect. Maybe give the mic back to Brie Larson, who played Envy Adams in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Obviously, we don't know how true this is, but given the most recent chaotic installment of Thor's Love and Thunder, anything is possible. That is so crazy to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought of you immediately when I was reading that article of like a musical. I just uh, can't put that together in my mind. So here's the thing. A few years ago, like phase three, phase two, absolutely not. Phase five, anything can happen at this point. I don't know if <laughs> any of you guys have seen Thor Love and Thunder. This mm -hmm. was not a movie. This was just pure comedy. I was crying. I was laughing so hard. 
Wow. Um, it's there's nothing. There there's there are serious aspects, but it's it's pure joy. Like bring tissues because you're going to be laughing so hard. <laughs> <laughs> like, but for She-Hulk, it's already confirmed that she's going to be doing karaoke. She's going to be like singing in two episodes. So this rumor that the Marvels could become a musical, I'm not shocked. Who is playing She-Hulk? Did you say that? Because I missed it if you did. Tanya Maslany. Oh, okay. She was the um, orphan black actress that played all 12 characters. Okay. So she's so funny. I'm looking forward to that one. Very interesting. I love how much you know about all that, Miranda. Yeah. I'm glad about Ant-Man 3. I love, I'm sorry. I know I'm probably the weird one that I like Ant-Man, but I just love that character because he's quirky. And we were looking at the poster and it looks like we were trying to figure out, okay, who's in the purple suit. And I think it's Cassie. I think it's going to be his daughter that joins him for this one. Oh, that'll be awesome. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Father-daughter duo. I like it. So, not a surprise to any of us, Disneyland pricing is said to be out of the budget of most American families. We've been actually talking about this for years. It's just getting incredibly worse. Um, so some people had promised their families trip to Disneyland prior to COVID-19. And now they're finding out that they can't take their families on these trips that they had promised because of inflation. And so here's an example. Um, the Hustle magazine found that the cost of an average family vacation has increased two to three times in the inflation rate. So they gave us some details. Steven Martinez is a customer service specialist in Los Angeles, and he, he is one of the ones that promised his kids that they could go. But just for one day in the park and one night at a hotel was gonna cost him over $1,000, and that didn't even include his food. And he had to tell his kids, I'm sorry, Mickey's out of daddy's budget. So they decided after they talked to some people about you know, do you think Disneyland is affordable or affordable for families? Um, is it, you know, what Walt wanted it to be, blah, blah, blah. You know, just all the things basically that we've been saying, um, because it's sad, you know, people do have to save up their lifetime to go. And that's why they go other places because then they can go other places every year. But so they did this analysis of the ticket and hotel prices in 1960. And so if they adjusted the ticket price, from um, 1960 to 2022, a one-day ticket should cost 54.81, according to inflation, <laughs> for an adult, and 35.06 for a child. But instead, it costs $149 for an adult and $141 for a child. And this is blew me away. In 1960, a one-night stay in Disneyland hotel was only $18. If you factored in inflation, that means today the room should be about $178. However, the lease that you pay at the Disneyland Hotel is $445 a night. This one was bad too. Parking, this sounds like something my mom would say. In 1960, parking was 25 cents. <laughs> and with inflation, that means parking should be $2.47. I don't think it was $2.47 when I was a child, but that's beside the point. Um, but parking is actually $30 a day. And so I was just at this part of me, I'm saying, please, Disney, Walt is rolling over his grave because his whole concept, I know that there's inflation, but they're proving with inflation that you don't have to charge the exorbitant amount of money that is being charged. Just like one of my clients added a day on her trip. Well, because it was all in a package before that, she didn't realize how much she was paying per night. And so I said, well, if you add this night on, this is how much it's gonna be. And she goes, is that because we're buying it without anything else? I said, no, that's how much you were paying. And she's like, wow, I guess I didn't realize that. And I said, well, also it was in the package and 
this, yeah, you're adding it on at the last minute. So you know Disney's is gonna charge a little bit more, but it wasn't a whole lot more, like 10 or 20 bucks. I don't know, but we keep going. That's the thing is like, we keep going and the demand is there. If the demand, you know, if there was no longer a demand, I don't think it would cost what it cost. But this goes back to everything we were saying before. If you're gonna charge this much, what am I getting for staying at a Disneyland hotel? What am I getting for parking at your place instead of, you know, like, what are you giving us other than Pirates is gonna be down for the extent of your stay? That's the frustrating thing is because instead of giving more, they're actually giving less. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like they have since shaved away some of the luxuries of Disney. And you're like, wait a minute, but we're paying more. That is the hard thing as agents when you have somebody rebooking and they remember the magic bands and the magical express and you have mm -hmm. to say, that's extra, that's extra. That's tough. I think that's tough trying to sell somebody when they know they got it for free before. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And if someone, you know, sometimes someone gives you a budget and if you don't laugh out loud, more power to you. But um, sometimes you're like, yeah, that's good. not going to get you anything. That's a good old trip to Six Flags. Yeah, it's really tough. It is really sad. But it's, I mean, it is everywhere and it's the same thing. Like, I mean, if they can charge it, they can charge it. Like, right. If people are going to keep buying it, then I guess I can just keep on charging more. So oh, I just wish that sweet families like the one you were talking about, Vicky, like that they could go and right. That there was something. Mm -hmm. Because even the quote affordable options are not affordable for a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I liked the fact that they used to give you a break on your ticket prices after like you got more of a break on like your third day. Right. Now it's, you don't really see any sort of a break until your fourth day or fifth and your fifth day. Yeah. Like from three to four, there's really not very much incentive. And they, they also used to release special deals that you right. could almost count right. on um, that would get you a good percentage off. And where, where are those? <laughs> They're not around. They did a couple. A couple, but it's not that same. Yeah. You know, you would get that cyclical, you know, 25% off. Right. Your, you knew it was coming. Your 30% off. Yeah. Or free dining. And, or the free I was ball. just going to say free yeah, dining. Free dining. That's how I started out. Uh, the free quick serve, um, one quick serve meal a day if you were in the summer months was a big thing that they did for three or four summers. Hmm. If you booked a resort, you got a quick serve meal for each member of your family, one a day, which helps out. Now, if you book a deluxe resort, you get an extra two hours on a Tuesday. That used to be free. Oh my goodness. We need a scholarship fund for, for parents like this dad who like wants to go and like, gonna apply for a Disney scholarship to take my child. <laughs> Okay, so switching gears from uh, Disney World and Disneyland, and I'm going to go over to Disney Plus. Lightyear will be there on August 3rd, just a month and a half after it hits theaters. Because, uh, well, we've been talking about how it didn't really make that much money that Disney was hoping for it to make. In fact, Pixar's Lightyear is now one of the lowest rated Disney movies in history. Many people hit social media to give their reasoning as to why Lightyear didn't do well at the box office. 
because Disney released Soul and Onward to Disney Plus, so people are wondering why they thought putting Lightyear at the theater was a good idea. The public is just waiting for the movie to come to Disney Plus. Some think that the movie wasn't marketed well, causing it to be a flop. Those that have seen the movie said that the public needs to give the movie a chance because Chris Evans and Pekka Watiti. Thank you. And Kiki Palmer and Dale Souls do an amazing job portraying the characters in the Lightyear story. So if you were waiting, it will be there soon. It's, I mean, super soon. Yeah, like it just came out. Yeah, well, they said six weeks. Honestly, when I first, you know, heard about it and it was coming to theater, I thought that's not one I'm going to go see in the theater. Well, and and that's how we were because uh, Onward, I don't know that we would have seen it right away had it not been in, on Disney Plus and we were locked in a house for a pandemic. I loved Onward. No, 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 I loved it. We talked about that when it came out. I have great memories because I remember we ordered dinner. We had a carpet picnic. I remember what I was eating. It's kind of weird. But, and just everybody having fun watching it. Well, I think people just thought this was going to do better because Toy Story is just like, holy cow. Like, everybody knows that all of the Toy Story movies, they're fantastic. So, it was just assumed this would also do well. But it did not. Like, I know Toy Story, but I don't think my kids do. Right. I I mean, not like I'm familiar with it. It's one that I think my kids are a little bit more familiar with, but mainly because there's a whole Toy Story land. So I try and stick to like, if we're going to a park, like we need to make sure we watch the movies that they will be on rides with. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, they've seen them, but it's not one that they're like, oh, I want to see it over again. I think it's different too, because like, I like I remember going to the theaters for Toy Story 2 like Toy Story came out you know I was, can't remember this but I see pictures of like my mom's on bed rest and we're gonna watch Toy Story like that was just you grew up with Woody and Buzz in every store and you had to have Woody and Buzz it's a little different now yeah now they carry around a fork <laughs> <laughs> forky or forky yeah <laughs> alright to the high seas Disney Cruise Line began selling tickets for fall and winter 2023 this past Monday, June 25th. Disney would love you to spend your Halloween on the high seas or celebrate the very merry time sailings with them. You will find a variety of popular ports with departures from Miami, Fort Lauderdale, California, and New York. Ports of call include the Caribbean, the Bahamas, Baja, Panama Canal, Bermuda, and Canada. These cruises range from three to eight days in length and take place aboard the Disney Wish, Disney Dream, Disney Magic, Disney Fantasy, and Disney Wonder. Halloween sailings will sail from September through October 2023, and the very maritime sailings will happen between November and December 2023. So if you have any interest in booking a wonderful Disney cruise, we would love to help you plan a very magical trip. So reach out, please. So exciting. I know someday I'll take a Disney cruise. (sighs) Someday soon. Yep. So anyone who has ever driven to Disney knows the magic of car alarms park closing as guests scramble to remember where they parked. (laughs) It was really bad last time I was there. Really, really bad. We had a sleeping baby and we're like, oh my gosh, people. (laughs) 
the most magical sound on earth. So My Disney Experience is here to help us with this. It's now offering us, it's now denying us this most magical exit and has offered a new feature sponsored by State Farm to help guests locate their vehicles. You can access the car locator feature in the My Disney Experience app home screen or the feature menu for access. So you click on that, tap on the park, the lot or the garage, save the row you were parked in. When a guest presses save vehicle location, an app will auto fill the details about where it thinks guests parked and if they have location services turned on and are within one of the supported parking areas. They can confirm or modify these details. So the four parks, Disney Springs and ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex have picture icons representing their various lots. Typhoon Lagoon and Blizzard Beach merely list row numbers for their relatively small parking lot. Hopefully the car locator will help guests be more successful in locating their vehicles at the end of the day. Sadly, I do not think it will. I don't think so. I think you're just so delirious by the end of the day and you have these people that are just inconsiderate for the children who might be napping in the strollers and decide to hit their alarm because they can't find their car. Like just when you get there, put it in the little notes document on your phone. Yeah, like I think the reason that they do it, like that they forget is not because they have to have it on an app and it's just because they forgot to look when they left. Yeah. You're so excited when you get there. Yeah. You just run in and then you're like, shoot, I don't know where I parked. snap a picture. That's what we did. We snapped a picture because we had never driven until this last year to the park. I text it to Keith, like, and then I have it on my phone. He has it on his phone. It's easy, but oh my goodness. And the people who like have to click it so many times, you're like, oh, come on. You're close enough, clearly, because it's going off. Like just hit it once and walk a little more. Why did you have to hit it 24 times (laughs) in two (laughs) minutes? Insane. So TikTok, I love TikTok for to watch funny videos, but I'm really tired of these challenges that teach people to break rules, especially adults, because you're supposed to be setting an example for our future, but that's just me. So remember we talked about, I don't even know, last month, I think, where the girl tried to go in with an inappropriate shirt, and it's because she had watched the TikTok challenge of wear an appropriate shirt, Disney will give you a free shirt, and that's how you get free things at Disney. Well, then they, Disney informed the cast members, no, no more free, free shirt. Tell them they have to go back and put on a shirt that's, be, you know, covering them up, da, 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 da. Then apparently there was some challenge for people to wear a ball gown and they did that. Well, Disney stopped them because um, it could get caught in the rides or on the rides and cause dangerous things. So that was more like a costume. So they were told to go and get, then a man showed up with his shirt with profanity on it. They weren't sure, but they thought that they asked the man to turn it inside out, which I don't know if we still do that at school. Cause I know it's worse in middle and high school, but they usually just have the kids turn it inside out. Um, because then you can't necessarily see the profanity or beer commercial or whatever it is that they wore that they weren't supposed to wear. Well, anyways, this week, a TikToker came dressed as, I'm going to let Miranda say this name because I don't want to butcher it. So Marvel's Valkyrie from uh, Thor Ragnarok and then Thor Love and Thunder. Okay. So she comes in this costume and she said, she says on TikTok, let's see if I can get into Epcot. So she does. She gets in and then she says, I got in. The security man made a fighting pose for me. And then the same day, she had made it into Epcot, so she went over to Magic Kingdom to see if she could get in. And sure enough, 
took a uh, TikTok of herself on the Mad Hatter Tea Party. And so I just, I don't understand why we want to challenge things that are going to ruin things for other people. What, what joy is in that? I, I, maybe you guys, I don't think you guys can explain to me because you don't think like rude people. <laughs> I just no. don't understand that because that's the stuff that ruins it for everybody. It's just people trying to push the limits and seeing what they can get away with. So just so we're clear, I have the rules in front of me. Here are the apparel rules for Walt Disney World. And Disneyland and Disney Cruise and Disney Springs. All of Disney. This is what you are supposed to be doing, folks. Disney reserves the right to deny admission to or remove any person wearing attire that is considered inappropriate or attire that has been de uh, that could detract from the experience of other guests. Attire that is not appropriate for the parks and which may result in refusal of admittance includes, but is not limited to, costumes and costume masks, which may not to be worn by guests age 14 or older. So that was clearly in violation. Um, and then there are some exceptions like the Halloween and Christmas events, um, some outfits inspired by Star Wars, clothing with objectionable material, including obscene language and graphics. Those are not allowed. Excessively torn clothing, clothing which by nature exposes excessive portions of skin that may be viewed as inappropriate for a family environment, clothing that touches or grabs, drags on the ground. So that's why those ball gowns were not allowed. Um, clothing with multiple layers is subject to search upon entry and objectionable uh, tattoos are also something that they might tell you need to be covered up. Interesting. I noticed that it says show skin because I don't know how many people I've seen in the parks with their jeans down under their butt cheeks. You know how they wear the jeans down so you can see their underwear. So I guess that's appropriate because you can't see skin. I, I, I just don't think it's appropriate. And maybe I'm getting old. I don't know. I don't know what you guys think. It's just the clothing styles are not something that I, <laughs> I'm a lot of times comfortable with. There's a lot of things I wish I could unsee. <laughs> I don't want people to see my underwear. I don't understand the thought process of why you want someone to see your underwear. I mean, that's why when we were little and this was bad, now that was teasing and I'm sure somebody could get in trouble for, I see London, I see France, I see someone's <laughs> underpants. I mean, now you'd probably get in trouble for saying something like that, but does that mean you want somebody to see your underpants? I don't know. I don't know. Just follow the rules, people. Right? Stop making it difficult. At least here. I mean, come on. Well, here we go again. So, in Magic Kingdom, another guest decided to try and change the rules with the sword and the stone. We told you that Jojo Crichton from Jojo's World on YouTube had been trying daily to pull the sword from the stone. Well, a guest that follows Jojo decided that he was going to conquer the sword and the stone and beat Jojo. He climbed up on the stand that the sword is in, which is against the rules. Guests aren't supposed to stand up on the metal part that encloses the sword for their safety. Disney doesn't want anyone to slip and get injured. Please, 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 people, follow the rules. Be an example for others, especially children. Bunch of rule breakers. Yeah. If this keeps happening, they're going to take it away. I know, which is taking the fun away from other people that follow the rules. Yep. This is why we can't have nice things. 
What about, what do you guys think? Do you have an extra $5,000 to spend <laughs> on a drink? I have heard about this one. This is crazy. Nuts. Your next uh, Disney Cruise. Okay, so if you are on the Disney Wish, you can buy a drink for $5,000. The drink is called the Kyber Crystal Drink, and it's found at the Star Wars Hyperspace Lounge. So this is the most expensive drink in the galaxy and one of the most expensive experiences that Walt Disney, that the Walt Disney Company has. Some other video makers treated themselves to this drink while on board the Disney Wish. It is served in a, in a Comtano case. Okay, I wanted to give you guys some history because this is interesting. Star Wars has made a big deal of this Camtano case at this point, but this dates back to the Empire Strikes Back when you see a man in orange running in the background of a scene as they're trying to escape Cloud City. Star Wars fans fell in love with this guy who carries an ice cream maker to the point where Lucasfilm had to give him a name, a backstory, and give a name to the case, the ice cream maker. It has also been used in The Mandalorian at this point. So anyways, in the video I previewed, it's a cast member experience to open the Cantano, and they tell you which buttons to, to press on the top, and if you follow the instructions, the light goes green. It'll then open with some elaborate smoke to show off um, three expensive shots and a cocktail. Um, guests receive a Star Wars backpack, a water bottle, and other gifts, the chance to keep the silver-plated cups, and four space drinks are served in, a hyperspace-themed room decoration, a special-themed escort off the Disney Wish, and you will also get a visit to Skywalker Ranch, George Lucas's movie ranch and workplace located in Marin County, California, as well as a bottle of sparkling wine from the exclusive ranch. Okay, it may be worth $5,000 but I might not spend $5,000 on it. It's a lot more than a drink. Right, it's funny that they call it a drink. Like, it is not yeah. a drink. It includes a stay somewhere. Right, they should <laughs> say a drink package. It's like a separate vacation, Yeah, basically. <laughs> but $5,000, holy schmoly. This is one of those, like, just things where people are just trying to show off and like, you know, like, hey, everybody, check me out. I have this drink. I have an extra $5,000 just laying around after being on the Disney Wish. I'm cooler than you. Another um, podcast that is sponsored by another travel agency had one of their owners get this on the first sailing wish. And they, to my knowledge, I haven't, I listened to them and I don't know, but I was wondering if they ever reported on it because I've yet to hear that. But I was like, I'm what? $5,000? I thought it was a joke. And then when I saw the article, I'm like, oh my gosh, seriously. No, it's true. I really do feel like it's a I'm cooler than you type thing. Like people get it just so they can slowly drink it in front of everybody. Like everybody look at me. It's a big show. It, like Stephanie said, it's a big show. So when you sit down and you, I watch a few videos as well. And they have, you know, the, the big ice cream maker in quotes, the Cam Camtano case or whatever. And they have the cast member come out and he's taking his time because he can't be interrupted by the, you know, the the ships that are flying behind you because you're supposed to be in the Star Wars lounge. So he, he's got to take his time and he goes through what all the things are and you have to sample. Like, it's a whole experience. So D23 is officially sold out. So I hope that Nick and Tim have their tickets because Nick told me they were going. I Ooh. hope that means they already have their ticket. It is a fan favorite event. And this year it is presented by Visa. And they're celebrating the wonderful world of the Walt Disney Company, including Disney, Disney, Marvel, Pixar, and Star Wars. 
across film, television, theme parks, and more. The event is going to be on the weekend of September 9th through September 11th, and it's in Anaheim this year at the Convention Center in California. No itinerary has been posted yet, so um, of course people have rumors of what they speculate the topics are going to be. Uh, but until then, we're going to have to wait and see what Disney corporate offices let us know. Once we have an itinerary or even have some kind of inkling of what they're going to be talking about, we will share that with you. But yeah, he told me they were going, and then I saw they were sold out, and I'm like, mm, hope you your tickets. Yeah, that yeah. was the first thing I thought. Hope you have your well, tickets. That's exciting. Um, this is also exciting, and I had no idea about this. Me you know either. So cool. So you can be a part of the Tower of Terror history. If you're a morning person and can be the very first person to ride Hollywood Studios Tower of Terror, you get to sign the secret guest book. That means that your name will be in Tower of, T- Tower of Terror history forever. How cool is that? Very cool. I love it. That is cool. Goals, right? Um, and then also we want to give you an update on the uh, Carnotaurus, 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 right? Is that how you mm-hmm. say it? Um, so the Carnotaurus that we reported wasn't working on the dinosaur ride is now back up and scaring guests right before the camera takes guest pictures. So for now, we guess the dinosaur ride is going to stick around. However... We've been telling everybody about Miranda's idea in hopes that someone will hear and do Zootopia because my family has it all worked out in their mind now. They like think (laughs) Miranda is their hero because they're like, this is such a great idea. It's animals, animal kingdom. It makes so much sense. Would be a cute idea. And Kaylee's like, we don't even necessarily have to have credit. We just want them to do something fun. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, so Magic Band Plus went on sale today, July 27th. The Magic Band Plus can open your resort room door, allow you to enter the parks and easily make purchases like the original Magic Band. But here are some things that make the Magic Band Plus special. They help guests become a bounty hunter in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. The band will come to life during the nighttime spectaculars and have exciting interactions with the 50th anniversary sculptures. The Magic Band Plus starts at $34.99 and like a Fitbit or a phone, the Magic Band Plus needs to be charged. And that last line is why I won't buy one because I am not adding another charger to my life. Right, it is really cool, but that's the really nice thing about the actual Magic Bands. Like for some, somehow that battery <laughs> yeah. lasts for years and years and years. I know, it still has mine registered. So they had us pilot it, I want to say October 2012. Holy cow. It was our resort that we were staying at. And I think at that time it was Caribbean Beach. And they sent us these magic bands and told us that was the time that I told you we got six fast passes because we had them on the band, but they weren't sure they would work because we were piloting it. So then we were still able to get paper tickets because there were resorts that were still getting paper tickets, but they couldn't stop us. So we got six fast passes a day. And um, it says that that one still works. It's still registered on my list as a working mm-hmm. guest magic band, which is bizarre to me. Yeah. So a little hack for you guys. So the the chip inside of it won't die. The only thing that will stop working is your automatic um, taking your picture on the rides. That's what Joey so said. So you can still use it. You know, the, the one that you've had years ago, it'll still work the same if you're just tapping. But then Disney can't track you. 
the old one, which could be a plus, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna say yes or no, but. I just wonder, so eventually the 50th anniversary statues, I imagine will be gone. Um, and I, I mean, that's one thing that's gone, but like with the regular magic bands, I mean, we're in a world of planned obsolescence. Things aren't built to last. So I don't know what's going to happen if they'll come out with a whole new version in a couple of years. We'll see. Then they're going to auction those gold statues off for <laughs> a lot of money. Probably, yeah. <laughs> you can have this in your backyard. I will say, I was so anti-Magic Band Plus. I was like, this is dumb. I'm never going to buy this. And then I was on Facebook the other day, and I saw Jody Benson, the voice of Ariel, my favorite talking about them and i'm like no (laughs) (laughs) i will not buy it because you're promoting it (laughs) that's what they were hoping miranda they were and they got me thinking about it (laughs) it's working so rewinding back to the san diego comic-con and the marvel announcements we must talk about black panther um so they had a whole panel Um, It opened with some beautiful African drums and some dancers. They were walking up the aisles. They have video of this now on YouTube that you can find. It's really cool. The director then came out um, and addressed the crowd. He shared a fun story about Chadwick Boseman the last time he was at Comic-Con. So for those who don't know, Chadwick Boseman plays T'Challa. He's the Black Panther. He has since passed away. So they had the cast come out for Black Panther 2, they interviewed them, and then they shared a trailer for the upcoming film. So this was also released to the public. You can find it on Marvel's YouTube page. So Black Panther Wakanda Forever will hit theaters on November 11th of this year. The original cast outside of Mr. Bozeman will be back along with the introduction of Neymar and Ironheart, which is really cool. Um, The trailer ends, uh, teasing us that someone is now in the back Black Panther suit. So someone will be taking up the mantle, but it will be done tastefully. Due to the loss of Mr. Bozeman, Marvel has clearly decided to honor rather than replace him, which I think was really cool. I do too. That seems very appropriate. I mean, when I know now that he was going through treatments while he was filming the first one, that just makes me appreciate him even more than I did before. Like to report to work sick. Yeah, totally. This is a whole new kind of sick. Yeah, and people didn't have a clue. Like, you would never know from his performance that he was struggling. And you could tell the the cast loved him, too. Like, the yeah. woman who, who plays Shuri, she kept calling him Big Bro. And I just thought that was so cute. Like, she has no relation to him, but they just bonded so much over the set, you know. that's her. That was her big brother, you know, on and off the screen, which was really cute well thank you guys for joining us if you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment you can just text us at 636-373-4497 and if you'd like a free quote contact vicki sarah or myself stephanie at 636-373-4497 or at yourstorytravel.com you could just go on down to that drop down menu and look for one of our names be sure to listen to Friday's show. Vicki and Kaylee talk with their friend Savannah about her two-week trip to Hawaii. Sounds delightful. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mascapades podcast. Well, girls, I think it's about that time. Disney love. May all your dreams come true. Till the spire. Have a magical day, my friends.